Good morning, Rising Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Give it up, give it up. You know what it be. Friday, Freedom Family Friday. My smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson, in the yes. house. Raise the roof. How are we doing today? I'm doing good. Nice to see you. Oh, my coffee in front of me. I'm feeling energized. Good, good. Glad to have you here, Steffi. Hope you're feeling good. Everybody's ready to roll today. What, what do we have on Freedom Family Friday for on Steffi? Lots to talk about. We got Nikki Haley. We got Rand Paul. Chris Christie. No more. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss him. Oh, what his gonna, pictures. You're gonna, why are you going to miss Chris Christie? Because his pictures are funny. He's got funny memes. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that this morning. Uh, and Rand Paul has this, a message. He says he's seen enough. He's ready to make an endorsement or ready to make an announcement. And I got gonna... my Rand Paul for president t-shirt from, Shh. when was it, 2012 when he ran? She's ready to go. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So was it 2016? It was 2016 when he Oh, 2016. He yes. Okay. Yes. So I, I've got my T-shirt already. It says, unleash the American dream with a dog. <laughs> we're going to talk about that this morning. I've got the clip of what Rand Paul had to say. And we're going to have another special guest on the show today, an interloper. No, we like to have him here on the show. He's not a he's not a family member. But he is extended family, we'll say. Aaron Sepulveda is going to join oh, us today. He's so smart. Yeah, he's. Last time we had him on, like everyone was cutting clips from it like crazy. And I know. Of course Javier Malay loved all of us on that show that day. Yep. So the uh, the left wing media is reporting two hundred percent inflation in Argentina. So no, it's pretty bad down God. there. I mean, God, I can't even comprehend no, that no, number. What is our no. inflation here? Um, I'm, I'm, it's like seven percent, like seven or eight, eight percent, or something like that. But they've got two hundred percent inflation down in Argentina, which is insane. Um, Mind blowing. It was one hundred and twenty nine percent when he took office, and now the left wing press is reporting two hundred percent. They say it's disaster for libertarian policies. We'll talk about that with uh, an economist, Aaron Sepulveda, at 7.30 a.m. Central. And then we're also going to talk about this, apparently this socialist minister down there who um, was complaining that if people, now, according to the new changes that Javier Malay is bringing to the country, um, she's worried that people, if they have their homes broken into, mm -hmm. might be able to defend themselves. Oh. Yeah. No. I'm not kidding. God forbid. Yes, uh, that would be bad. Uh, according to this woman who is, they call it, uh, they're calling them down there Kirchnerists, which is apparently like the left-wing socialist down there. But I don't understand it, which is why we're going to bring Aaron Sepulveda on here. He's going to explain it all. Please, please teach me. Why should I not defend myself? Yeah, we're going to learn about that from Aaron today at 7.30 We'll just stop karate right now. We'll just get rid of all of our guns. It's going to be a great show today. Yeah. We'll talk to Aaron at 7.30. At 8 o'clock this morning, you know who it be, JP. Now, he is a family member. That's right. Our immediate family. My brother, Justin Peterson, joins us for his regular Friday uh, appearance. Uh, Freedom Family Friday means that we got three Petersons on the show, my brother, my wife, and Justin's going to talk to us about a couple things. One, the plagiarism scandal at Harvard, which you probably saw that drove out the president of Harvard uh, recently, Claudine Gay. Uh, yes, yes, I saw that. It might be spreading uh, to other universities as well, because AI is now being used to track, to go and to compare all of these professors at these universities 
uh, all of their, uh, what do you call it, dissertations? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for their PhDs. For their PhDs. Mm-hmm. So somebody is running AI on all of these professors' PhDs to see if anyone else in academia plagiarized. Guess what? They have. A lot of them have. Oh, no. I am, I am so happy I'm out of the college world right now because, I mean, AI is all over the place and I feel like I would probably use it for my papers. Well, sure. And I know schools are cracking down right now well, about plagiarism plagiarize. using AI. But you wouldn't plagiarize. Well, AI no. isn't plagiarism. We're talking mm-hmm. about, this is even, you know, the, a lot of these people, of course, they got, they came to the the top of academia before AI came around. They just mm-hmm. plagiarized their papers, their dissertations. And now AI is being used to route them out quickly. And mm-hmm. so it's a huge scandal. It's going to be fun and funny. Justin's going to be joining us this morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. And then um, we're also going to talk to him about planes having their doors blow open in the middle of flights. Because of women. Yes, because of women. I can say it. I'm a woman. <laughs> I can say it, too, as long as I identify as a woman, which I'm a, I will do for that segment. That's right. And then I will yeah. unidentify after that, right? Because then you'd be a misogynist. Exactly. Right. So I don't yes. want, I'll be a misogynist now until we get to that segment. That's and then, right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, did you see the video of the engineers, the all-female engineers? And it's Ugh. like, they're all walking out. They're like, Ugh. look at our, look how diverse our engineers team is. <laughs> look at our roles. A bunch our of flaps. A bunch of chunky monkeys. Uh, right? They were so proud of their bodies. It, it was so Middle cringe. Middle-aged white and, white and black chicks all being like, man, I feel like a woman, right? <laughs> they're, they're stupid coordinated dances, like TikTok moves. Yes, oh. and, and they're celebrating their diversity while planes are blowing, having their doors blown <laughs> up and getting grounded. It's like... We got to take a flight to San Francisco here in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of nervous about our airplane because of all of the, the ground clue being women's and homosexuals. Not because they're women and homosexuals, but because I think they might be getting hired because they're women and, and homosexuals. Correct. They're getting a, a smooth ride through, I guess you could say. Exactly. Exactly. But like we like we say on this show, uh, I noticed that Joe Biden doesn't have a, a diverse his his pilots aren't diverse. Oh really? No, they're they are middle aged and up white guys, right? They're they're mm-hmm. age forty and forty to sixty white males with plenty of experience. Those are the men that they have fly, flying Air Force One. Just the guy collecting the bag at the baggage area is is a. A diverse individual, that guy with the bald head who has taken all the oh, designer yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. he has on his staff. Oh yeah, 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 Sam Brinton, he, he, the baggage guy is the, the diverse guy, guy, the guy who stole all the luggage at <laughs> yeah. the airline. Yes, very good. He's good over there whenever Biden flies in, getting his bags. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, good morning. Nice to see Red White Renegade joining us this morning. What's up, Renegade? I recognize that name. Is he hasn't been here in a while. Oh, um, okay. he, was, he was here a while back, but uh, he says he's still here. Hi. Glad to have you here, Renegade. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for the, for my life from the long arm of the law. Uh, Guocas0422, everybody here seems based. Oh, I know, Guocas. Guocas, we like yes. Guocas. I think that, is that Dragon Ball Z character? I don't know. I would have no idea. He says, that's why I like it here. That's why I love Austin, because everybody here seems based. Hell yes. Yeah. Based. The cool people club. We're not just based in red-pilled, we're based and white-pilled, right? We love to be optimistic and forward-looking and positive. That's what the Wake Up America show is all about. That's right. So do us a favor. It's if a marshmallow you want. world here. It's a marshmallow world on the Wake Up show. Do us yeah. a favor. Click like for a wonderful show. It's the time of day to subscribe. Hey, yay. And drink your founding flavors coffee. <laughs> Good job, Stephanie. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Nice improv. Yes. 
click like and subscribe if you enjoy the wake up america show we like to keep it light and fun even though we're talking about sometimes very dark topics and we're going to get to some of those in just a moment but first let's you know what we haven't heard from our boy Rand paul in a little while but yesterday he did an appearance on fox news that just just made me all warm and cozy I take a look and a listen. The one thing that's consistent about Anthony Fauci is what he says in private is largely true. What he says in public is largely a lie. When asked mm. about the masks by a fellow co-worker, Sylvia Burwell, oh, yeah. he told her the truth. He said the masks don't work because the pores are bigger Their than the virus. Their own study revealed and, that about the influenza virus. But then in public, he wears three masks. In private, he tells his colleagues you don't really need to wear one. It's the same with immunity. It's the same with the vaccines. And it's really the same with gain of function in private. He said, yes, we're suspicious that the virus was manipulated, looks manipulated, and we know they're doing gain of function in Wuhan. He describes it. That's in a private email in public. To this day, he still denies that they funded any gain of research, gain of function research in Wuhan. It's all an entire lie. Damn, Rand and Paul. Can we see this private stuff? Can they release it to us? Okay. well, first of all, um, I was just uh, the audacity that so many people had. To, to act like mask tyrants and fascists to force all of us when we all knew mm-hmm. uh, that the virus was smaller than the holes in a mask and could easily go through. Mm-hmm. It was all security theater, just like how the TSA, like we've been building up security theater in this country for so long. The TSA was a perfect example, right? That we're going to stop terrorism because we're going to pat down grannies in their wheelchairs. Right. Right. And then it's we like had just a front. It's all just a front. Mm-hmm. But they forced. I mean, like, think about all the people in our in our in our in our lives, Stephanie, that we know that like we're all like masks the way that they were about masks. The, the we t- had to even wear a mask around my sister and her new baby. I didn't want to make it personal, but oh, since okay. you did. That's I mean, I'm sure she would own it too. You the, know? No, no, no. She wouldn't own it. Well, she would, she think, would say, yeah, you had to wear a mask. Right. Because yeah. obviously the science yeah. is there, even though Anthony Fauci right. has admitted it privately, it, but on record that the masks don't work to protect people from the virus. It's the same thing for flu season. If you opt out of the flu vaccine in a hospital system, they make you wear a mask in place. And really, a mask is not going to help you, but it's just basically a symbol saying, I opted out of the vaccine. This is my punishment, yeah, treat basically. Me, treat me like a second-class right. citizen. Ostracize me. Yeah. Put, put an X on my, you know, on my uh, jacket and, and so that you is, know who I am. And as bad as things were here in the United States, they were worse in other Western countries like Australia mm-hmm. or the UK or or New Zealand, for example. I mean, it was flat out, like cold, hard tyranny in Canada, for example. And, and can you imagine, like, like the Western world has fallen? Like the United States had problems, but it was still good to live here in mid Missouri, right? Right. So it wasn't just Fauci. I mean, I'm sure it's all these other doctors of all these other countries mm-hmm. telling these people to wear masks too. Right. Right. Trust the experts, though. Right. Trust the experts. Trust the science. Right. I mean, the the left has done more to erode belief and faith or a confidence, I would say, Mm -hmm. in science than anyone. I mean, the the pandemic really, I think, opened up a lot of people. A lot of people got red pilled like my brother. The pandemic showed him just how NPC the left are. Anyways, we'll talk about that with Justin. He'll be here at 8 8 a.m. Rand Paul had something interesting to say yesterday. Take a listen to this. Steffi got really excited about this. Hey, everybody. As you know, I've been pretty quiet about the presidential race, which is kind of unusual for me. But tune in tomorrow morning and I've got something very important to say on the presidential race. 
Whoa, man. What's it going to be? He's like basically saying he's going to run for president in that clip. You think he's going to run for president today? It's going to be his announcement? I hope so. Vote for him. Let's give it up. Rand Paul. It's time. We're ready. I mean, I think he'd be polling higher than Nikki Haley and DeSantis if he were running. He His name ID is way bigger than to believe that. Well, here's the thing. He really has distinguished himself Mm -hmm. in the past several years during COVID-19. I think that what we saw during COVID-19, if people had seen that from Rand Paul before the pandemic, then he might have made a better run of it in 2016 because he was the leading advocate for liberty in our government. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's like. The next best thing to Ron Paul, obviously, mm-hmm. is Ron Paul's son. Mm-hmm. If it was Rand Paul for president, Vivek for VP, almost perfect ticket. God, I know. I mean, we know Donald Trump's going to win. If he chose Rand Paul mm-hmm. as his running mate, I mean, I would run to the to the polls. I would run to the ballot. You'd vote for Rand I would, instead. Well, I'd, no, I mean, if, <laughs> if, if, if Rand was the VP. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. I would go, I would run to the polls to vote for Trump yes. and, and yes. Rand Paul. However, I have made a promise and I will do so on this show. I will fulfill it Mm -hmm. that if Vivek Ramaswamy is Donald Trump's VP candidate, Mm -hmm. I will wear a MAGA hat for the first time on this show. I know some of you are like, no, no, no. This libertarian Republican is going to go put on a red MAGA hat, make America great again. Just wear your make taxation theft again hat. Nobody will know the difference. No, I've already worn that. It's a MAGA hat. We're going to make history. We're going to make history here on this show. uh, And we've got lots of it. Uh, We've got lots of history to make. Do us a favor. Help us make history by supporting the Wake Up America show. Clicking like and subscribe to the channel is one great way to support us. But it is Freedom Family Friday. And if you love our family and you want to help us to grow and to build this business around the Wake Up America show, we'd love it if you become a monthly subscriber. You can either do so through rumble.com right here today, become a monthly subscriber, you get a 20% discount at AP for Liberty Shop, or the best way to subscribe to become a monthly subscriber that we recommend is to go to our website and go to wakeupamericashow.com slash support. If you become a monthly subscriber there, then the majority of the a donation, the monthly donation goes to our show. Rumble takes a portion, and admittedly, it's a small portion. I think Rumble is the smallest. Oh, yeah. But we'd love it if you would help us to grow. We're trying to build a libertarian media empire so we can do movies and documentaries and build more shows, which we are very close to launching another new show soon. You guys are excited, I'm sure. All these announcements. Who do you think is going to be the host of the new show? Do you think it's somebody they know, or do you think it's going to be somebody out of the blue? Mm -hmm. Mm, We'll have to guess, right? It's going to be fun. We'll play the guessing game. I'd love to see your thoughts of... Who do you think it's going to be that we're going to launch a brand new show around? Who's the new host of the new show going to be? Mm. Maybe it's That's an animal. It. Maybe it's a chicken. Yes. I don't know. Uh, JJ4884 says that Rand Paul's announcement just dropped oh, he just did on it? his X page. Yes. So he's Is he, he running for president. Uh, no. So oh. he's, so here's his thing. 13 minutes ago, here's what he has to say. Okay. He says he's been watching the GOP primary closely for a while now. And while he likes several aspects of several candidates, Republicans like President Trump, okay, and, um, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, and he likes uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, give it up for our boy Vivek. Is it a tweet? Is yeah, it's a tweet. tweet. Oh, okay. It came out 13 minutes ago. Okay. So this is breaking news. Uh-huh. Here's what he had to say. He says, I'm interested in the ideas of independence, some independence too, such as Robert Kennedy Jr. 
He says, as I look over the field, I don't think I yet have a first choice, but I do one know one thing. Count me in as Never Nikki. Okay, so it's a Never Nikki endorsement. Based on her record and campaign, I don't see how any thoughtful or, or informed libertarian or conservative. Thanks for saying the L word, Rand. Yeah. Libertarian. Thank you, libertarians. Yeah. Or should vote for Nikki Haley. Uh, if you agree, let your voice be heard. Go to nevernikki.net today so we can let her and everyone else know she doesn't have your support. If you're unsure, keep reading and following. Um, okay, so what there's, is this? Nevernikki.com. He's trying to get emails net. for his newsletter, this isn't he? You're so smart. I'm sorry. I just know these tricks. You know politicians too well. Yeah. Anytime a politician tells you to go take their survey. Don't give away our secrets, Stephanie. I'm sorry. We're going to yeah. gonna run a survey at some point. We're going to need people to do it so they give us our email addresses. <laughs> Maybe he's different. I, I, we'll no. see what he's doing with this Never Nikki thing. Like, mm. what, what is he going to do? Go petition or something? It, no, it's just a way to it's just a way to collect email addresses and uh, phone numbers. Damn it, Rand. Run. It's like maybe that, he's trying to collect possible supporters for a future. Election. No, it's like it's like that scene from um from uh Christmas story uh-huh. when he uh goes to get his decoder ring to decode the message that's in the radio show. Uh-huh. And then he's like so excited about decoding the message and it says Drink more Ovaltine. Oh, more Ovaltine, please. Like, I've never had Ovaltine. From like a commercial. Dang it, Rand. Darn it. Boo. I know. I'm kind of let down. Like, I at least was hoping if he wasn't running for president, he'd at least, like, endorse somebody. Yes. Uh, so jealous JJ got the credit, says Matt Unruh. How dare yeah. you? There we go. We appreciate y'all joining us. Nevernicky.net. 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 So I wonder what this Nevernicky.net is. We we need to see what it is. Say Nevernicky.net three times fast. Nevernicky.net. 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 (laughs) Nevernicky.net. Yeah, you got to slow it down. Ooh. We might say the N-word. We, we should say her real name, her, her actually chosen Nimarata. name. No, ne- never Nimarata. Never Nimarata. Never Nimarata. Nagahina. Yeah. Never going to be the president Maybe anymore, that's anyway, what yeah. the, the link should be instead. Yes. A crappy commercial. <laughs> yes, exactly. Barney I'm sure nevernicky.com was available. Or it's dot not net. net. Oh, that's never why. Nevernicky.com was taken. Never it was Nikki too dot expensive. Net. Yes, never Nikki ha, ha, ha. Have you ever drank Ovaltine, by the way? No, I would love to. Yeah, I, it's a chocolate milk, right? It's like it's like so it was supposed to be like this health drink that they mm-hmm. had in the 50s because it was full of like vitamins and minerals and stuff like that. But you know, our understanding of what is actually healthy to eat and drink has changed a lot since 1950s. Cereal is still wonderful yeah, for, for a daily breakfast. Yeah, right. You can text the show and let us know what's on your mind today at 573. 573- 319-1586. I like that, how you have that texting number on the screen. I saw yeah. it yesterday. I thought it was helpful. I've got to like find a way to make it a little bit more readable, but which I will try to do uh, soon. But uh, right now it's, it is on the screen. You can text us anytime, night or day. My buddy, um, Jace Lington. Oh, we know him. Yeah, Hello. Laura's uh-huh. husband, you know, he texts me a lot. He loves the show. He listens in and he sends me text messages. He was commenting on the whole um uh in vitro fertilization question oh. yeah and he was he was Wait, you and i were having a little discussion he was about saying, that he was saying the same thing that we are he says yeah. this protestant he's which referring to him so not a catholic but a protestant okay. thinks that ivf is gross he says that you are 100 right on this issue a baby is a baby even before implementation clinics throwing away or freezing embryos are both bad options in my opinion interesting because people are all like, well, the baby has to be viable. Right. 
Okay. So that means you can get an abortion at 20 mm. weeks before mm. a baby is viable. Mm. What about 25 weeks when a baby can survive outside of the womb? Right, right. You know, so it's like this whole viable thing. Like, what does that exactly mean to you guys? Yes. Somebody else is texting in at 573-319-1586. And they're saying, I need that shirt, AP. Oh, isn't it beautiful? This one? Yes. It's a gorgeous shirt. It's like a shirt. marshmallow shirt. It's. It looks like little marshmallow people. This is one, I didn't design this one, but I do design some of my own shirts. Uh, this one, do, should I say where I got it? Stephanie, what do you think? Should I give away my secrets? Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, got, I think I got this one from Shine. Is that what I pronounce Oh, yeah, pronounce Sheen, it? Shine. Shine, Shein. It's that one where they, they exploit the uh, Chinese people with factory workers. and It's basically Timu. Yeah, it's like Timu or Shine. So it's, it's Shine, I think. I go to Shine, and then I, I usually just find, like, the weirdest, wackiest. I type in, like, neon or like like multicolored or you know just wacky like designs at shein.com and then i just find like like colors that i think go with the theme of the wake up america show and i you know buy them in order to support um Uyghur slave labor in china you're so lucky you can just oh, buy clothes online no, and they automatically God, fit you no, i really no, struggle with that no, i gotta return no, a lot of clothes no. when i get them yeah, I just buy the the ones for the big, big old chunky, chunky boys. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next topic because we've got to hurry up because we've got a lot going on here today. We're, we're going to have to talk oh to Aaron. Oh my gosh, our guest is already coming. Yeah, so here's the oh. here's the news. Um, Chris Christie drops out of the race. You're sad about this because yeah. you're going to miss the memes. Oh, yeah. But it appears as if he his voters may have gone, of which they were like 2 or 3%, may have gone to Nikki Haley because for the first time ever, Nikki Haley is now polling higher than Ron DeSantis in Florida. And you got to know Ron DeSantis' team is freaking out today. Uh, but I, I think Chris Christie is being a little a little silly man, a big well, silly man. He's being weird, but he obviously, well, you know, never had any chance. But here's the thing. So if if Nikki Haley is polling higher than Ron DeSantis in Iowa, mm -hmm. a very conservative state, I mean, this does not look good for the DeSantis campaign. They've been struggling. You know, they they kind of they faltered out of the gate. I know a lot of people were like, well, you know, Thomas Massey endorsed him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Thomas Massey endorsed him before that campaign, like started pooping the bed on a regular basis. Which I think a lot of people endorsed him before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so now they're going to they're going to end up with egg on their faces. And, you know, it's fine. Listen, I support candidates. I've supported candidates that I believe in that I think are going to lose. And I, like I've Vivek. Supported, yeah, like Vivek yeah. Ramaswamy. I'm supporting Vivek. Right. I mean, the facts are the facts here. Trump has over 50 percent of the vote. Mm -hmm. These other people are way down there in the 20s, the like 11 percent. That's like what DeSantis says. Nikki Haley's 20 something percent, I believe, in Iowa. Right. It's like, is there really any chance? Mm -hmm. But then they say, oh, but then in New Hampshire, the numbers look even better for these more underdog candidates. Mm -hmm. But it's like, in the end, Trump is going to win. Yeah. Sometimes I just say, what's the point? Why do you keep wasting people's money? Like, it, no, you ran for office. Can you tell me this? Why do people keep keep trying to run when when they're gonna lose and they know they're gonna lose? It's like me staring at them in question. the face. Oh, I'm just I'm just thankful that we don't have time for me to answer that question right now because it's painful. For me, as somebody who would love to donate to someone like Vivek, I say mm -hmm. like, would my money be well spent in a place like that if he's not gonna win? Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, that's, a that's good my question. struggle yeah. personally. Yeah, we've got to we've got to go to commercial break. We got we're gonna talk to Aaron Sepulveda. 
Uh, he's in Texas. He's going to talk to us about uh, 200% inflation in, um, in Argentina. And we're going to talk about self-defense in Argentina with the libertarian president, Javier Malay. But before we do, since we were talking about COVID-19 earlier, I know many of you will be delighted to see that you can get 10% off of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine at our new sponsor. We lost one sponsor. We got another one. We're lucky. Yeah. QuickRxStore.com is the website. QuickRxStore.com. You can save 10% off of your prescriptions for ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Please use QuickRxStore.com to help support the show. If you were going to buy ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine anyway, anyway yeah, also, you don't have to go to your local feed store. You can go to a, exactly. a better pharmaceutical place. And go yes. and save 10%. Use code SAVE10 to get 10% off. And you guys will be rocking and rolling with your hydroxychloroquine. There you go. All right, we'll be right back with Aaron Sepulveda talking about 200% inflation. What would that what would that look like here in the United States? Ugh. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. So our good friend Aaron Sepulveda. Good morning, Aaron. How are you, sir? Hi guys. Thanks for uh the inviting me. Yeah, glad to have you back. Last time you were on here, Aaron, we sure did get a lot of attention for our interview. I think Javier Malay himself was fairly impressed. That yeah. was kind of cool, eh? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. How one knows what's happening in the United States, which is great. And that's kind of what we want. We want people in the United States to know what's happening in Argentina, and we want people in Argentina to know what's happening in, in the United States. Absolutely. And I was, right. I was uh, yesterday, I was shopping around for an asado grill because of what you told me last time about Argentinian barbecue. Oh, an asado grill. Yeah, what is it's, that? It's an Argentinian barbecue oh, grill. Fun. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, I'm right. convince her to let me get one. Uh, <laughs> hey, and, the food in Argentina sounds amazing. So, I'm not fighting here. It does. If you can <laughs> afford it, I'm reading the news today. The left wing press reporting 200% inflation. When Javier Malay took office in Argentina, inflation was at 129%, which is devastating to an economy. Now it's 200%. Some say his policies are to blame. How would you respond to that, Aaron? I would say that that's ridiculous um, because during the campaign itself, Millet himself and pretty much everyone, everyone that knows what's going on around the issue in Argentina, it's real straightforward. There was a huge expansion the latter part of last year, uh, fiscal and monetary expansion from Massa, who was the candidate against Millet that at the same time was the Secretary of the Economy um, during this uh, last couple of years. Out of money out of the government, out of taxpayers' money, the guy spent on his campaign about 2% of the GDP of Argentina. That is Gosh. ridiculous amount of money and expansion. And everyone was saying, Millet said it, just be ready, guys. The impact's not going to be known. Like such a large, um, think about how long it took when they started sending checks and the expansion from, uh, in the United States in, in 2020, 2021, how long did it take for inflation to start shooting up? It, the, it really got really bad into early 2022. So it does take usually 18 to 24 months to get the full impact of that one. And they cannot just quickly go and say, okay, let's just get rid of all the pesos because they need to get dollars first to start buying them little by little. So they always have to. And so the, the rule is we're going to do everything we can to reduce spending as much as possible. The best way to reduce spending is not even getting rid of the welfare. And this is something Americans have to figure it out. It's not even the welfare state. It is a bureaucratic state, really the one that gives you all the heavy, heavy, uh, heavy spending. By reducing 
the size of the bureaucracy and then putting them to produce, finding regular jobs, producing goods and services that push down inflation instead of pushing it up, that should help prevent hyperinflation. The, the rule is, the goal of Millet is, let's just prevent hyperinflation, which is 50% inflation a month, that we're not, we're going to try not to have it. In the meantime, we're going to do everything we can to start dollarizing. And it, ha- it kind of has been happening to a degree because, as you guys noticed, the peso before the dollar has stayed very stable. So the inflation that you see right now in the last month, let's say from the Millet, it really is in inflation in dollars. It looks like the price system in Argentina is trying to accommodate to the expectation that everything's going to be fully dollarized in the future so the prices are rising mostly uh when it comes to uh when, when it comes to uh dollars worth and that's a good sign that everyone's expecting the the dollarization to come through it but it's a very difficult process and Millet was telling people it's going to take a lot of time all type of monetary uh changes are going to take usually 18 to 24 months there's nothing we can do but we're going to get rid of inflation and that's what happened in in, uh, in, in ecuador in ecuador the first six months or so, they were actually very difficult because you have to completely switch around the entire month. It's like, imagine switching, if you're going to, you're going to go to a country and you're going to switch from one language to another, how long does that take and how messy it is? Because everyone is just switching back and forth uh, between talking in one language and then switching to another language. It's going to take some time. This is what they're trying to do. Although obviously they're already somewhat dollarized. It's not as efficient as before because you're trying to get rid of all of the Argentina pesos that they're truly at the end of the day, what is that they're really causing all the, the monetary and signal uh, errors because since it's been, it was printed like crazy, it just pushes prices up and down everywhere without any type of a coordination. So it wasn't exciting. Now I read through the, through the paper. It was kind of nice that the, the, was it a NBC if I'm correct towards the end, they do discuss the fact that for most, most Argentinians, a lot of Argentinians are like, okay, this is what we do. And, you know, we understand what's going on. And another one, it was like Millet, and they were very, and they were very specific that Millet was very clear. Things are only going to get worse first before they get better. Just be ready. That's the way things are going to go. Everyone's ready for that. Now, that doesn't mean that there's people that are not going to complain. Um, for example, I don't know if you guys know there was a problem in Ecuador. And I'm kidding you not. They try to blame violence in Ecuador uh, on, on dollarization. And they were like, mm. okay, wait, what do you guys mean by that? Like, and then it was great that they directly asked some of the people in Ecuador. So oh, you, do you think it's because dollarization, do you guys have so much um, violence in Ecuador? And so that's crazy. Like there's violence in Mexico. So because blamed of the violence in Ecuador on yes. dollarization. Which makes no because sense. Because it's stressing them out so much, I so guess. they're acting out. Yeah, Is that why? Well, I don't know. Uh, for those who might just be tuning into the Wake Up America show just now, good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. Uh, I'm speaking to Aaron Sepulveda. He's an economist from Texas. We're talking about the uh, process of dollarization and the economic situation in Argentina, where libertarian President Javier Malay was just elected in a landslide victory last fall. We're going to be discussing Argentina quite a bit on this show, as it is probably the only example we might see of a libertarian head of state in our lifetimes, unfortunately. We're going to be analyzing that, and we have experts like Aaron Sepulveda here to break things down for us. Now, did you have a question, Stephanie? I do have a question. I'm really trying to picture myself as if I was living in Argentina. So what would it be like if I was going to the grocery store and I wanted to buy some milk and some bread, 
how much money would I be looking at spending? I'm I'm just trying to see like how much is this what really does, yeah, affecting my wallet? What does 200 inflation really look like? Right now, that's where it gets tricky because the last year, if you keep dollars instead of pesos, you wouldn't really suffer the inflation. Prices were going up in pesos, and in dollars they were staying, you know, about the same. Today, the inflation per se is happening when the peso and the dollar, with the Malay administration, it has stabilized the exchange rate, which is great. But then that means that all the inflation is in dollars, uh, and uh, and a little bit uh, and a little bit in pesos. So, for example, we're trying to figure it out if we have gone, let's say, in November when I went, and if you're gonna go buy milk, uh, easily everything will be half the price. Then in uh, you guys live in Kansas City, right? If I'm correct, Jefferson City, close but enough. Missouri, Missouri, yeah. yes, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys live north of Texas. That, yes, there you go. That's correct. That, that, yes. That's the point of reference. Uh, north of Texas, whatever you spend on milk, you will be spending at at most half of it. It's very inexpensive. Uh, Argentina, what you can say, was very inexpensive in dollar terms. Now oh, today, okay. so very inexpensive. Now today, because the expectations that there's going to be dollarization, now you can actually see when you transfer to dollars. Well, the milk's not going to be half of what you will spend in uh, uh, north of Texas. It will be, let's say, 70%. You see what I'm saying? Because prices are kind of like accommodating. The expectation is that wages, uh, food, everything's going to be not exactly in the United States, obviously, uh, mm -hmm. but it's going to be a little bit closer because the distance on dollar cost was incredible. It was like, this is crazy. For example, we would take, uh, let's say, Uber or some taxi that in the United States you will pay easily $20, you will pay $3, $4 easily. Oh. Like, it's just like, yeah. So like it's really the, this, pretty cheap, according to our super, standards here in America. Super, super. Now, it's not going to be as cheap once they switch to the dollar. Be ready for that. Now, it's going to be cheaper than the United States, for sure. But it's not going to be, like, the distance are not going to be so big. But what does that mean? It means that the Argentinians have stronger purchasing power, and they have the power to get resources for themselves rather than literally just sell off everything for uh, almost for free to everyone. That, that's the problem when you have very inflationary uh, developing countries is that what ends up happening is that wages are very, I mean, you guys know the, the idea of sticky, like it takes long for wages to catch up to inflation. That's just the way things are. If you guys want an explanation, I can come later for the details. But usually wages by design, they're supposed to be stable. And if inflation hits up, it's very difficult for, for wages, uh, wages to catch up. So right now, prices are going up a little bit in, in, um, in dollars. Wages are going to catch up. And now it's not going to be as expensive. It's not going to be as cheap for you and I, but it's going to be better for Argentinians. Argentinians will have enough purchasing power so that they can actually buy and keep some of the goods and services that they sell. There, that's good to know. Aaron, is there anything else on the economic front that, or on the policy front that you find to be particularly interesting that maybe you think our audience should know something that you happen to pick up that's going on uh, that's you know changing now with the changing of the guard okay uh an interesting one and that, that gives you a picture of what's happening um obviously although closing the central bank is priority they've been you know trying to do some other policies here and there not as big but you know at least important one of the ones that was at they're trying to liberalize um, ownership of um, Gono ownership. And oh, yes. to the dismay, to the, to, 
on one side, it's sad that there's people like that thinking this way that I'm going to tell you. And the other way, it does tell you how ridiculous the opposition is. There well, was Aaron, one before uh, you before you get into that, I'm going to play a clip very briefly. Now, our, okay, our American, fine. our English speaking audience who doesn't understand Spanish, unfortunately, there are no subtitles for this, but there is an explanation. I'm going to play this real quick for the audience. It's a 30 second clip. This is a woman by the name of Monica Litza, and she is what we call a Kirchnerist, which we don't know what that is, Aaron. Maybe you can explain that to us in just a moment. Yeah, a left-wing Democrat. Okay, I'm going to play this clip here so our audience can en hear. In this case of the legitimate defense, we eliminate the nocturnidad and we are in presence of the famous theory of the baldosa that the North Americans have. Who pisa the baldosa of your house, no importa si es de día o de noche, tenés derecho a defenderte. Y agrega también que no solo la defensa del lugar donde se habita, que lo dijo la ministra, sino el que se alquila y el lugar donde se trabaja. Es decir, si hay saqueos, los comerciantes tiran desde arriba del techo y van a estar protegidos por la legítima defensa. Okay, so I only understood like maybe two words in that. Americanos and trabajo. Was uh, he able to hear it? So he couldn't hear it, no. but he's oh, seen darn, this clip. Oh, darn, because he knows Spanish, so but that he would knows. be helpful. So she says something about if there's looting, merchants will be able to defend themselves. Yeah. This is a bad thing. Explain. Okay. <laughs> um, is, this is the second time that I'm explaining something that is bad in Latin America, but I have to literally smile because it's so ridiculous. I, I have a hard time believing that you guys are going to believe me. So that's why it's like, okay, I'm going to tell Americans that this is for real. I'll believe there's you. This, like, we'll believe you. Okay. <laughs> there's one, I'm not talking about some random lady on the streets. I'm talking about an actual, I think she's a, uh, she's a congressperson, if I'm correct. Um, that will be the, the proper translation. She said the problem with allowing gun ownership is that if there's looting, people actually will be able to defend themselves against people stealing from them. That is a big problem. And that's why they should not <laughs> legalize gun ownership. Can people own guns in Argentina? I mean, before Javier was elected, what was gun ownership like there? That's such a great question. I do remember that there's a sort of gun culture. They're, they're very familiar with, like, for example, in Mexico, we don't have them uh, where I grew up. It's not like even the underground, you have some, uh, maybe only in the rural areas, just because you need it because you go hunting or something. In, mm -hmm. in, uh, in Argentina, you have a little bit more people. Like I remember very well the stories from, let's say, soccer players of, of old. It wouldn't be odd that gun um, sellers will go to the, clubs and actually sell them so that the players will have their own like just it's a matter of a like culture thing it wasn't even like to defend themselves just because they like to to shoot right so there is a gun culture so it's not so hard to uh for that measure to be popular enough to uh to pass through so that's actually pretty nice so there's better gun culture than pretty much everywhere else that i know in latin america but you're still gonna have some pushback and that is going to want strict regulations because you have people like these Kirchneristas that think that criminals, I'm kidding you not. And, and, and it's the background that you guys have faced in the United States. The presupposition is if someone is a criminal, it's because of the system, not because of their decision. And if you have that background, everything is justified. Sadly so. And so obviously people that don't assume, don't take that assumption. Uh, are going to say, no, no, we do need guns. We need to have the freedom to, you know, to be fully equipped at home, protect our family, protect, uh, protect our friends. 
and, and another one that it might be interesting that I found on people on the opposition from Millet was something strange. There was something popular that became there to say, hey, look, we people that oppose Millet, we all have like identity. They all have their groups. They're from a union. They're from this type of political party. Political, everyone has some type of identity. And they were noticing that Millet voters didn't have some type of membership on a large group. And they would say, you see, it's people without identity, without identity, the ones voting for Millet. And internally, and a lot of us were saying, no, it's because their identities in their family and their friends, they don't need a political, you know, like uh, label or, or activism per se, although they're activists to have that kind of, a, how does it, um, to have any type of identity. It, they're just mm -hmm. individuals that love their family, love their friends. And, they need, and guess what? Gun ownership is one of the main ways to protect your family, yes. whether the state does what they do or whether they don't, you're always protected that way. So for a lot of people that don't vote for Millet, it's very difficult for them to understand of the idea of, I need to protect my house, I need to protect my family, because in their mind, it's a community responsibility that doesn't belong to them, it belongs to the state. So oh. if something goes wrong, they'll blame it on the state, they won't blame it on the fact that you were not ready to protect your family. And with that background, you're going to have these kind of ideas going back and forth, you know, like everyone just passing back each other because the presuppositions about what is a family and what is a group and what is identity are just completely different. So I hope that, ma that makes sense to you guys. Yeah. Well, I hope the police comes fast to that lady's house yeah. so they can protect her. Well, like he was saying, <laughs> he was saying the soccer players... They have no problem getting guns. So I'm sure the rich people, they have no problem getting guns. I'm sure that the politicians have plenty of armed guards that are protecting them. It's the poor people in the streets of Buenos Aires on the outskirts of the city who might be getting robbed. Those people are going to be the ones who are going to like not have a, they're going to have a problem getting guns. But the, I'm sure that the criminals have plenty of guns in Argentina. Oh, but that is the problem. There's, there's literally, um, uh, cartels in some of the cities in uh, in Buenos Aires, not downtown, but in the outskirts a little bit. Then you go to the cities and you do have cartel problems. Okay, well, then that means regular people desperately need ways to protect themselves uh, because the cartels are not going to wait to see like, oh, you know, it's illegal. So guns are not allowed, so we can't have guns. Like, no, it doesn't happen that way. So people hey. do need to protect themselves. Aaron, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience today before we let you go? Um, not that I can think of. Um, if I do, I'll just, I'll send you a text, but uh, I think that will be the most up-to-date economic is guys, just be ready. Economic news from Argentina are not going to be positive in the next easily six months, just because literally Millet was telling that guys, it's going to take some time. Just be ready. Dollarization is a harp. Uh, think about, it's difficult to get the cancer out of circulation, which is just a, the, the Argentina pesos. They're just pure cancer. They, they give yes. you the wrong signals. And therefore, in, until you don't get rid of them completely, the, the economy is not going to be doing great. Although there's positive signs such as prices rose a lot the first week or two weeks and then quickly came down back again. At the end, the inflation rate in one month was, I know it's going to sound silly, but for you and I, it was only 25% in one month, which is a lot. But we thought it was going to be, you know, like uh, well above uh, 50%. We thought it was going to be hyperinflation. So hyperinflation has been contained and just be ready things are not going to get any prettier but for the next six months so be ready to be listening to those news but we need to know because we're looking uh as you said it 
how our uh, libertarian policies are implemented in real life. So we have to keep track of it on how they're working and they seem to be working. It's just that it takes time. Okay. There you go. Uh, Aaron Sepulveda, an economist from Texas and our resident expert on everything Javier Malay in Argentina. Give it up. We appreciate you. Thank you, Aaron. You have a wonderful Thank weekend. You. Okay. Blessings. Thank you. All right. Well, when we come back, my brother, Justin Peterson, is going to be joining us live to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion standards in our airplanes. Do you like a little diversity in your cockpit? We'll talk about that as well as the Harvard plagiarism scandal maybe spreading out across other universities in the United States when we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. How's everybody feeling today? In a good mood? Nice. Glad to have my lovely smoking hot redheaded libertarian wifey, Steffi P in studio. What's up, Steffi? I'm in a good mood. Me too. Making me feel good. Glad to have you here. Mm -hmm. It's Freedom Family Friday. We're supposed to have my brother Justin on the show. I don't know if you're having a little bit of problems with the internet out in Boston as well as the problems we had here. It's just, it's a bad internet morning. All of these storms all over America are just causing outages. Like I was trying to call this business the other day, their phone lines were down. I'm Mm -hmm. like, when have phone lines been down recently? And then like everybody's internet's not working. Like here in Missouri, it's like, What's happening? Well, so we have like a ba- like a couple of backup plans for the Wake Up America show, and then sometimes even the backup plans go to hell. So it was our fault. The internet was not working, so we jumped to another internet connection during the commercial break. So now we should be streaming fine on Rumble, although the, the feed just... YouTube's really bad about that, so they just killed the feed, and so we're not on YouTube right now, which what? is fine. You should be watching us on Rumble anyway. Oh. Uh, I just got a text or a message from my buddy Casey Holland. You know our buddy Casey? Oh, I know Casey. The one who helps our little doggies? Yes, the little wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just uh, messaged in. He says, dude, your show is really growing and kicking ass. Aww. I'm impressed and so happy for you. It feels great. Thank you, Casey. Yeah, Casey's out there in Montana. He's got a coffee yeah. shop, right? Yeah, he's starting a coffee shop. He's yep. going to sell some Founding Flavors coffee mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. gets it all up and running. In, I think, Bozeman, Montana. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, isn't that awesome? You can get some delicious Founding Flavors coffee, too. Stephanie, do you want to tell them about some of our delicious offerings? Absolutely. Founding Flavors. Founding Flavors. flavors. We need a little jingle. Founding Flavors. Do you like the Founding, founding Fathers? Flavors, yes. Then you'll like Founding Flavors. Oh. oh. <laughs> so we have Thomas's Painkiller. We've got Adam's Patriotic Perk, Washington's Revolutionary Roast. You can even buy a, I know this isn't a coffee mug, but you could put some coffee in here. It's a very nice tall cup. What does it say, Stephanie? Our beer stein. Didn't you less, design that yourself? I sure did. Yes. Less love. government, more beer. You can get those exclusively at apforlibertyshop.com. That's right. But less government, more coffee mug. I need to do that. Get on that, Stephanie. What's up? Oh my goodness. How dare you? I'll I'll be making that soon. So anyways, so we have light roast, medium roast, dark roast, single origin. We've got caffeine-free coffee. Something for everybody. Lullaby. That's right. That's right. And this year we are hoping to bring K cups, but we're not there just yet. But you can buy recyclable K cups at our website. A lot of times people just, and we don't make any money on them because we're hoping to sell coffee with them for people who only have Keurigs. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people will buy just those K cups, those recyclable K cups, and not our coffee. And we're like, dang it. I know. (laughs) Gotta lose money on that because. You to put a French press on there not too long 
long ago, but unfortunately the yeah. the supplier didn't work you out. You know what they so. call that in the industry? It's called a lost leader. Right. Oh. It's it's a product that you lose money on mm -hmm. as a way to sell something else. Oh, absolutely. So our hope is that people will buy those Keurig re recyclables right. and then also buy some coffee as well. But maybe we need to sell coffee filters as well. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in this morning. Do us a favor, click like and subscribe. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate all of our listeners. I've got a clip here I'm going to play of um, Matt Walsh shared this yesterday of uh, Spirit Airlines celebrating diversity in their flight crews. Uh, With Spirit Airlines? Spirit. Okay. Uh, but they, yeah, take a look and a listen. You know that's cringe. Wow, I that can't was play, loud. I can't oh. actually play that song because we'll, we'll get the. Uh, Isn't that Shania Twain? It is. Yes, oh. Spirit Aerosystems Engineering Dream Team. There they are, all uh, middle aged, all um, morbidly obese, and heavily, heavily uh, diverse. That's their engineering oh. team. I don't know about you, but when it comes to engineering, um, I want middle aged, rather fit. Uh, solid-looking white guys. You know, maybe if that's racist of me, if it, is it racist to not want to die in a fire, fiery plane crash? I guess it is. Yes. Honestly, I have way more respect for Indian people. I think they are way smarter Indian than white guys, people. So yes, would but, like to see a whole Indian style men, of Indian men Indian coming men, out of there. Indian men, not or Indian women. Asian. Indian women. Well, they're tend all to be, Asian, but they tend I'd to be like heavily to see... socialist, right? But but yeah. Indian men, they they can they can get the job done. Oh Anyways. yeah, they're smart. They know their man. We're racist. We're yes. sexist. We're misogynist. But now I identify as a person of color and a woman. So I identify as a bi person of color. Therefore, everything that I say now is completely diverse and, and totally legit. I mean, I'm Jewish, so You're, I'm a person of color. Uh, and not I'm anymore, also a woman. Not anymore. Thank the you. left Thank now you. has declared that you are a white person. So let's get an what? actual diverse person what? on the show. Oh, I thought being Jewish is a race. What? It's not a race. It's not a race. And uh, now you're you're on the unfavored uh, list. Uh, the left wants you to die in a fire. So uh, uh, let's get somebody that the left will actually defend. That's my brother, Justin Peterson, no, joining us here. live from Boston. He's here. What's up? Give him a round of applause. He's giving me that stank eye. No, no, no. You really, you really think that, yeah, you think I'm getting points, please. Justin, you can get away with anything because you're just so damn handsome. Six foot six, tall, mm -hmm. beautiful gay man. Look at that nice little dimple in your chin. I wish that I was as handsome as my older brother. Justin, welcome to the oh, show. Oh, well, you know, it's a burden. <laughs> It's the cross so I must bear. Justin, is it racist and sexist to not want to die in a fiery plane crash? On the surface of that question, I would say no. You know, it's not at all. You know, but, you know, can I tell you a funny story? I was yes. like thinking about, you know, because I think about this stuff and I, I have become of late more prone to putting on the tinfoil hat than I normally would be. Mm -hmm. and I, <laughs> we, do have a, we do have tinfoil hat merchandise Let's hear in it. our you, store. But I'm like, what if this whole thing is just really a an effort to get us all out of the skies and flying period right to like for the climate change stuff right it's like what if this is the way that they just get us all to be grounded and we never fly anywhere anymore it's like oh it's not safe you know it's not safe whoa so, my mind was just blown when you said <laughs> that oh my gosh well, I don't know, this but I'm just kind of huge, like this is a huge yeah. conspiracy theory, but it right, may it, be it's true. Mine. I'm, I'm making it now. I'm making it now. But yes. uh, no, I just am like connect the dots. I'm turning into Alex Jones or Glenn Beck with a chalkboard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that, I, is, that is fascinating that you came up with that. I, just, I could definitely see it. But then, like, aren't they being hypocrites if they're like going into aviation engineering? 
or maybe they're I mean, doing it for climate change. They're like, we're trying to make the planes more environmentally right. friendly. Right. Well, That's I mean, they're doing is. that now with ships. I know that, and I'd much rather go on a ship than a, boat, than a plane any day. You know? Really? Uh, Even though the I Titanic mean, sank. Well, yeah, but that was because of like, you know, there was no radar and there was like, you know, <laughs> flagrant disobedience of ice warnings, you know. So it was not uh, a group of diverse people that built the Titanic. Uh, uh, no, but I'll tell you what, they were Irish and the Irish weren't exactly, you know, welcome at the parties, you know, a hundred mm -hmm. years ago or so. I mean, you had signs in Boston where they'd say, you know, Irish need not apply. I mean, there was like, there was lots of prejudice against uh, Irish people in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, yeah, it was built by Irish people. So it's like but just in the news you know, story that everybody's talking about this week is that Alaska Airlines had to ground part of their fleet and Boeing has had to to make changes to their um, to some of their their jets because they found that many of the doors were not being bolted on properly. Coincidentally, we see the oh, time with all this, the diversity, equity and inclusion standards and ESG standards. Stephanie and I were watching this video of like the a big giant drag show, a drag queen, uh, they big have drag flight queen crew, flight attendants, drag apparently. queen flight attendants, an all female Southwest Airlines got ratioed when they posted this tweet yesterday of like an all female crew where it was all pilots and the crew of the plane were all women. And like I retweeted it and said, we're all going to die. And South <laughs> Southwest Airlines deleted the tweet. Apparently, they got ratioed so hard. But I mean, like, listen, Justin, I've said this a million times, but Air Force One, the pilots on there are are distinctly non-diverse, right? This is a this is the thing. I don't care if you're gay or I don't care if you're straight. I don't care if you're Indian, black, white. I just want you to have to meet the same standards as everybody else. But my yeah. concern is that they're as they're lowering the standards, you know, to pass high school to get university degrees, to become the president of Harvard, apparently, that they're doing the same thing for people who are in like industries where you have to be sharp on the ball and not on drugs, right? And and not be, you know, worried about your testosterone blockers more than than ensuring that the plane is being de-iced properly. Am I crazy? Am I taking crazy pills? Um, well, yes, but that's not <laughs> germane to this conversation. Uh, <laughs> no, I would say... What we care about more, it sounds like both of us, we care more about meritocracy than diversity. I care much more about meritocracy than I do care about diversity. Mm -hmm. May the best man or woman win. That's how I care. That's what I, when I want, when I'm in a plane, I want to know that I have the best pilot that I can possibly have in the cockpit of that plane. And I do not care about markers of identity. I care about, are they good? Can they fly the plane? What is their experience? How do they handle pressure? All of those things I'm also outsourcing to a company to, to make sure that they vet those people, right? As a consumer, I'm vetting, I'm giving uh, my authority that I don't have to do all that research on these pilots. I don't have to go in and look at everything. I'm trusting that these companies are gonna know what they're doing. So, you know, now when you foment this mistrust in a company or an agency, people are less likely to spend their money. They're less likely to go, you know, on travel, uh, on, tri on trips and things. Um, it's, I care about my, you know, let me talk about this in terms of the arts. Can I talk about this in terms of the arts? Yeah. So years ago, years ago, there was a very significant problem in diversity in orchestras. Okay. In the United States where there was lots mm -hmm. of white people in the orchestras. And so what they decided to do to level the playing field, and I completely support this was to have auditioning instrumentalists do their auditions behind a partitioned wall so that you could not see them. Okay? It's like a blind so, date show. It's like a blind date. 
So these musicians were completely judged on their merit, on their skill, on the ability of their musicianship without any bias visually to see who was playing, okay? Now that did wonders because what it did is it actually helped to make the diversified orchestras because they were able to get the best players from all different identity markers in and the orchestras were getting better. Well, cut oh, to so two or three years ago. So diverse people really were more talented than they thought they were. Well, it was more. It was just that they had a, that, that, that we want them to have an evil, e, uh, even footing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like everybody should be starting out with an even footing. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, exactly. I would have thought so, it would have been 90% Asians. <laughs> right. Well, I would have thought that certain people would still get in and yeah. other people would still be left out. Yeah. Well, but the, it at least was a it was a move in the right direction for creating mm -hmm. true equality, yes, right? A meritocratic yes. equality. And now, because of everything that's happened in the past five years, now that is being seen of as a disadvantage. So now they want people to know, oh, this is a black or a lesbian or a gay or a Muslim, whatever instrumentalist. So now we're again we're having to center skills or unacquired immutable characteristics that have nothing to do with someone's musicianship. So it's the same thing with engineering or, or any of this stuff with Boeing. It's like you, they're so well, be, and I don't know if this is an ESG thing too, because if they're getting, you know, some sort of credited score on their stock price from ESG, um, but it, this doesn't end well, this doesn't end well. And then what, do, and then what are you going to do? You're going to get like segregated airlines. Like, come on. Did you ever see the movie Soul Plane? Uh, I know what you're talking about. No. How about airplane? Yeah. Airplane, the movie Airplane, yeah, right. So airplane, yeah, yeah. We just yeah. blow up dolls to drive our planes. There you go. Thankfully, most I, of the plane is on autopilot after it's just the landing right. and taking off. That's really the hard part. Well, but part. also too, these Max. Remember the Max Eight situation? Do you remember that when they first launched Boeing? First launched these planes. This was this is the Max Nine. I think that had the door blow off. Mm -hmm. The Max 8 was the one that would gain acceleration and the nose of the plane kept pushing down because it had this automatic pilot situation that they couldn't turn off. <laughs> there was some sort oh, of, like, and these planes crashed. Like, look it up. You can look up at the Max 8 plane crashes. And it was like a serious software flaw in the engineering of those planes that caused them to crash. So I'm just thinking about women in terms of the flight industry. I mean, women have usually been seen as flight attendants, and that has been accepted. It's kind of like how teachers, therapists, nurses, those have always kind of been women, right? So in terms of women empowerment, it's like we expect that they'll be flight attendants. When I get on a plane here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be eyeballing the crew, man. I'm going to be looking <laughs> at them real close. Because I remember I mean, when they started bringing well, men in as flight attendants and people were kind of like, oh, that's a little weird. Think, before these diversity, equity, inclusion standards, I would have never thought twice about seeing a woman or or a, a man, a, a black man or a black woman in, in a crew at all. Mm -hmm. But now that I know, and Elon Musk has confirmed, he publicly tweeted this yesterday, he says that, that, that Boeing changed their standards to hire crew mm -hmm. and he released a document on it you can check that out at oh, the new york sure. post that now i'm actually like i am looking at them being like are you supposed to be did you get here because you're supposed to be here or did you get here, yeah, did you get here because of some kind of yeah some kind of latent affirmative action thing and, right. and i think it actually will lead to more racism i com i completely agree i completely agree i think when you center race the way we've done it in these past five ten years uh which has obviously been cooking in academia for 40 or 50 years right we're just now seeing the fruits of that stuff. But I think when you do this, you create a very suspicious society. You create a culture that's very, it's built on suspicion and doubt and mistrust. 
right? Which is not good for a society. Merit meritocratic societies build higher trust because we have confidence in the institutions and the training and the vetting of people to be able to say, yeah, the best person got the job here. We're, we're trusting that that's going to occur. But when you have a quota or a standard on something, you're not going to get that. And my friend Clifton Duncan, who is one of the most brilliant people that I know, he's an actor, um, he uh, did an incredible tweet uh, that went viral. I think it actually went on to Breitbart. I put it in the, um, I put in the supporting docs for the show today. Um, but I mean, he was just talking about all the that butt busting that he did as a young actor going around, you know, as a black actor doing this, getting into schools, getting into programs, you know, and then like have, meeting a friend in 2021 and having them say, you know, do you think that your fact that you're black had anything to do with your success? And, you know, and, the, and just the fact that he was put on his back foot about that is like about his own talent, right? About his own ability, his own skills, his own acting ability. And it was like, dang. But then he looked at his own career and his life and he said, that's why I reject diversity hiring. I never needed it. I, I was able to succeed on my own merit, on my own skill as an actor and as a performer. And he's an awesome person. And, it, well, and like, you know, the moral of the story is we don't, they don't need black or we don't need progressive assholes telling people who they are and they're broken and we need to fix you and we're going to give you a leg up and it's terrible. Who's really, who's really the racist? The person who opposes those kinds of standards and, and is for meritocracy or the person who says, well, if they, if we didn't have these standards in place, black people wouldn't be smart enough to be able to get these jobs. Black people wouldn't be able to qualify for those jobs. Just like they say, black people aren't smart enough to be able to go get an ID to be able to go down and vote. Well, you're, who's you're, really the you're racist? hitting on, you're hitting on the core of the issue is the fact that the political discourse now is to tell that a black person that they're smart is racist, but to treat them as if they're stupid is progressive. Right. It's the, it's the bigotry, uh, the soft bigotry of low expectations, low expectations. is what they call that. Going think. along yeah. with stereotypes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Playing right into stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, can you read? You know, I mean, like, that's really kind of where we're at at this point. It's okay. I know we have cultural and systematic injustices that have prevented you from being able to read at a high level. But like, I'm here as your white ally to like help you. I'm like, right. white saviorism, it's white saviorism. They're reinforcing yeah. the stigma. Yeah, Justin, totally. I mean, you've become based in red pilled. In, I am uh, so I based in red pilled. <laughs> I give it up Who am I? Yeah. Based in red pill. Yeah. He I? did not take the pill. And so is rumble.com because they just featured us on the front page of this show of the website. What's up, Rumble? They just like this topic. I think they do. Uh, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, we're glad to have you here. You probably have no idea who I am, many of you people. I'm Austin Peterson. I'm the host of the show. Today is Freedom Family Friday on the show, which means that we bring in my smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wife. Hello. Steffi. Steffi P for Liberty. That's right. Steffi P for Liberty. And my brother, Justin J. Peterson. Give him a follow over at X.com. Justin's my bro ham. You need to be Justin P for Liberty. No. Justin, Justin is. No, I, I would never <laughs> steal anyone's thunder. Justin, uh, <laughs> Justin is. Uh, Justin is not my brother from another mother. He's my brother from the same mother. We share the same yeah. mother. So we bio bros, bio <laughs> biological brothers, uh, Justin and I, which is probably pretty easy to tell when you see us side by side. Glad to have you here. Do us a favor, though, for all of you who are joining us live right now, if you are enjoying the content, smash that like button and subscribe to the channel, because I know what happens. You're busy and you got kids and you got stuff going on. And maybe you're not paying close attention to what's happening on the show right now. Maybe you're not even looking at the screen. You're just hearing our voices in the background. And you're like, oh, this is a good show. But 
mm, I want to definitely tune in on Monday, but I'll try and remember it, but you'll forget. So click that subscribe button right now so you don't forget. And you can come back and join us because we do stream live every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. We've been talking to my brother, Justin, about some of the diversity, equity, and inclusion standards, but I'd like to talk a little bit right now about a tangential subject, which is related to the scandal plaguing Harvard with their president who quit recently over a uh, plagiarism allegation that was made against her. This story may be spreading out to the rest of the country. Justin, if you wouldn't mind, this was a little bit of a dense subject here. So I hope that you can explain it to our audience like we're five here to understand this a little bit better about Bill Ackman and his crusade against plagiarism. Who's Bill Ackman? How, How does he play in this? Is the plagiarism scandal likely to spread to other universities? Why and how? Give us the sort of the the 30,000 foot view of this, if you don't mind. All right. No pressure. So the (laughs) Bill Ackman is a hedge fund manager. So first, uh, I guess, couple, who is this guy? He's, a, he's going on. Yeah, he's saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a yeah, he's a hedge fund manager, and um, I would say maybe a week or so ago, he let's see when was it January twelfth? Yeah. So no, uh, no, this was today's email. About a week ago, he he did a tweet. Uh, basically, I mean, it was huge. So if you get a chance, I mean, if you look him up on Twitter, he's on it's like a chapter. Yeah, it's like a huge like thing where he just kind of is saying basically. I'm going after MIT and Harvard, um, and we're going to start uh, doing basically submitting people's uh, dissertations now. Not you know, not just like stuff they wrote in college, but like actual dissertations. The thing that gets you your doctorate, right? The the dissertation that you get, they're going to, I guess, expose or run them through AI to see you know what's going on, what's going on here um, in terms of plagiarism plagiarizing because again i mean i don't think it surprises anybody and you know you hear this all the time but there's a legitimation legitimacy crisis right in academia it's like again we trust as public benefactors who pay taxes to public schools that they're going to look into these things they're going to you know police themselves right about academic uh, standards and things like that well that's not uh, apparently what's happened right there's been a whole echo chamber and now we have this thing called idea laundering i don't know if you're familiar with that but oh, idea laundering know. is basically where like people sort of cro- they cross publish each other's ideas over and over again. So there's really kind of no criticism of the ideas. It's just sort of an ideological. Here's my paper, and I'm gonna you know quote this person. So they all start quoting each other. So like they don't really add to the corpus of literature. And this was actually Claudine Gay's issue. She wasn't really doing any research that was pushing forward. Uh, knowledge, the acquisition of knowledge, because one of the things that's in in citations is so important is number of citations. If you get an author in a scientific paper or in an academic paper who gets a lot of citations, that's a pretty powerfully, you know, that's a powerful educational uh, piece of uh, uh, research. And uh, in, um, what am I looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, scholarship. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. a powerful piece of scholarship. So Ackman is basically coming after you know, these colleges to kind of say, we're going to start cleaning house. Well, the thing is, Bill Ackman is definitely probably, I mean, from what I've understood, he's not on the right, right? And so what's hilarious, well, not hilarious, it's sort of like a sign of our times, is within, you know, maybe a couple of days of him posting that tweet, the sharks were out and they smelled blood in the water. And of course, then they went into his wife's uh, uh, academic background and found plagiarism in her work. 
so like she it's like her first oh oh yeah but like what i love is about bill ackman he's like he vowed revenge and he's like he's going to review all of the work of the business insider and the mit faculty you know regarding plagiarism he's like they well here's the deal right I'll be on their side until they come for me, and then I'm not going to be on their side anymore, right? I mean, that's kind of what's happening with Bill Ackman. He's sort of seeing the dogs that he's been sleeping with, if that makes sense. He's like, whoa, like, these are the people that I've, you know, and they're coming at, there's no mercy, and there's no mercy, right? I just Um, wonder what kind of plagiarism is it? Like, are they literally looking at Wikipedia and copying and pasting? Are they, you know... Like how bad sometimes, is this or plagiarism? it's they will, they will, they will take other writers' work without attribution, and they won't right. attribute their, you know, they won't even, uh, or they'll rewrite it in such a way that it's like clearly it's their writing, but it's just been you know reorganized. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's how it's going on. I think it's just um, Horatius one four eight on Rumble is weighing in on this subject. He says. He is Jewish, so now he's outraged because of anti-Semitism on college campuses. He was fine for decades with whites being told they're inherently evil and that whites should be wiped out. Well, that's going to back to what I said. It's like when they come after you, then you're like, oh, this this is the whole thing I've been saying about, you know, um, my friends that are Jewish that went to bed, you know, woke up conservative and went to bed liberal, right? You know, like... (laughs) With everything that's going on, I mean, a lot of people are saying are waking up to everything that's happening. In other but, you words, know, I don't the, in other words, a lot of Jews have become based in red pill because yes. of the uh, October seventh terrorist attacks. That's right. Don't you remember the story about the hoax paper incident a couple of years ago in the colleges where Peter Bogosian and James Lindsay and Helen Pluckrose did that whole? Uh, basically, oh, they pushed yeah, through they, fake college papers, and they were and, and they were and they were taken up in scientific journals, and they were published as important literature in the field. And one of the oh, things yes. that Peter Bogosian did was he literally copy and pasted enormous sections of Mein Kampf into one of oh. these college papers, and they passed and through it. And they were like, it, it totally great. Yeah, because uh, if you read Mein Kampf, it has big, large aspects of social justice, right? Oh, like yes. fascism and national socialism, like were very convincing to the people of Germany because it involved huge swathes of the of Hitler's program were social justice. If you read the the Nazi, the National Socialist German Workers Party of 1929's political party platform, it's it sounds like the Republican platform of today. It's like it's like uh, institute uh, old age pensions and uh, nationalized businesses, right? And like you know, take evil corporations out. We don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, slaughtered on the altars of capitalism, right? It's very anti-capitalist, but you know, it's basically socialism for white people. But it's funny because if you if you remove the white people aspect of Hitler's program, the left would would buy it hook, line, and sinker because it completely it it's all identity politics. Of course, yes, it is. Yes, it yeah. is. And I mean the, that. I mean just the fact that that went on and that that didn't start the heads rolling, right? I mean, it's just like Claudine Gay is just the latest example of what's been institutional rot. I mean, it's literally rotten to the core. I mean, I mean it's I'm, so bad. I'm just thinking about when I was in college, plagiarism, it was somewhat of a problem. I remember some kids that definitely got in trouble for plagiarizing papers. Did you all ever have any students that you knew that plagiarized was that a problem for you guys back then i don't remember honestly i i I, you know high school and college i don't remember people plagiarizing but not really no i mean there would be 
they taught one of the things that they did teach us at least in music school and when i when i went to school was a liberal arts college but you know part of that was like the strunk and white and the attribution and showing us how to write on you know write about topics and how to show attribution how to do footnotes which is something i still do today with my Substack. but uh you know i'm always like keeping that going you know and like keeping that academic rigor going um and if it's if, mm -hmm. if a quote is good just quote it i mean like right. you know that it's okay i do that a lot with my own writing where somebody said it better than i can say it so why don't i just quote them and say here's their quote and then i'll riff on that a little bit but yeah um, i mean my I don't worry recall... is oh sorry my worry is just technology is advancing so much and i mean you know like people are now using ai to write their research papers i saw that there's like a widget in chat gpt that's literally for research papers yeah yep. yeah so so yep. i just worry that it's just gonna get harder and harder not to plagiarize and people who are not intending to plagiarize are going to get accused of it anyway mm, yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how all of this shakes out because technology is now a little bit ahead of us in terms of of ideas and uh scholarship so yeah, I've heard about this, <laughs> like in, in actual schools, like high schools, for example, kids are using AI to write their papers now, and teachers yeah. have to figure out, you know, what are our policies about this? Can kids right. use AI? Now, yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting. With Justin and I, we're kind of like, uh, we're AI team buddies, because <laughs> as, most, as most people know, the Wake Up America show, a lot of the content that I produce for the show, I use artificial intelligence. Now, AI doesn't come up with the ideas. I come up with all the ideas, but because I'm not an artist, I use AI, for example, to create the Mortal Kombat style theme that I used for the introduction of this show to make Ron DeSantis look and Nikki Haley look like and Donald Trump look like Mortal Kombat characters, put them on the background. But I did all I had all the idea and all the concepts and, and brought it up. But uh, people who use this in an environment, for example, in academia, you and I had this conversation. I almost feel like it really shouldn't necessarily be considered cheating to use artificial intelligence because this is going to be part of our culture. This is going mm. to be part like this is going to be something that people are going to be taking advantage of and using. Google is laying off like a third of a part of their workforce because AI is going to be doing a portion of their jobs. What I think people should have to learn how to use AI and become maestros mm -hmm. of artificial intelligence in order to supplement their work to help write emails and do, to do certain things. Stephanie, you remember when I hired an employee at the beginning of last summer, right? Yeah. I hired them for one job and it was to cut reels, right. to make short video clips for my show, all right? That was gonna be, that was gonna cost me thousands of dollars to have that job. He couldn't even do that job effectively. Right. And now I have an artificial intelligence program that does that and does it in 10 minutes, I okay? Know. And saves me thousands and thousands of dollars yes. a month. So I don't know like if teachers should necessarily should necessarily crack down on students who use AI to help them write papers as long as they're capable of writing a paper in the first place on their own mm -hmm. if you can't write a paper on your own in the first place you're not going to because the question is can a writer can an, can someone be a good editor if they're not a good writer you know, I think that's kind of the question here, Probably but, not. but I would toss that back over to Justin. I mean, what do you think, Justin? Do you think if you were a teacher, I mean, would you make the students sweat it out in the, the fires of hell and write their their papers and five page term papers in cursive handwriting and turn it in? Or would you allow them to use artificial intelligence to an extent? I mean, well, you I mean, it depends on how it's used. OK, mm -hmm. and I also think it comes back to this idea of meritocracy. It's like if you get a computer to do it. Isn't the computer really the thing that you should give, be giving the A plus to, not the student? 
You're plagiarizing like, the computer. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's, that's the thing that was doing the work. Um, and also, do you want someone who has a dissertation that was, I mean, I particularly don't, I mean, listen, you know, if somebody has a paragraph and they say, hey, can you reword this in a more elegant prose? Or can you put, you know, can you check this for grammar errors or things like that? I'm like, that's great. But like, first of all, AI isn't always right. You know, I mean, like it'll pull something out and you'll be like birth or death dates, for example. And I'm like, that's not when that person died. That's not when yesterday happened to me yesterday. It likes to tell stories. Oh, dude, it made up this whole story about Calvin Coolidge that I started this project yesterday (laughs) to work on. And I put three or four hours into it until I realized at the end that it was a fake story. And I was like, I wasted all that time. So you got to be careful. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's still a little bit of human interaction where you have to look at things and go, yeah, like I was getting birth and death dates for people that I was researching and they were wrong yeah. or, you know, places of, of birth were wrong or, you know, contributions were not properly, uh, sort of explained. So, I mean, there's, there is a level, I, I don't know. I think it's a useful, I have found it to be useful. I mean, I'll tell you the, the thing that I have been loving this past week with it has been just responding to email, to be able to take an email that somebody sends you, put it in a chat GPT and literally just say, write a response to this, make it a friendly tone. Like, that has saved me like five to 10 minutes. I mean, for every email to write them all and be like, okay, I want to be friendly. I want to refer to things that they say in their email. AI can read their email, see what they're talking about, respond to it. And I have been, I mean, I shouldn't say this on, I should not say this because then people are going to be like, did, did Justin really write this or did the computer write this? (laughs) But, but I mean, just in terms of, I mean, I tweak them, you know what I mean? But like in terms of saving me time. Well, I for business because like I get I get business from all over the world for people who want to buy advertising. And when they when they buy advertising, they send me the, a general inquiry and I just click my one click AI button that sends them a very proper formal business response that is tailored to their that has their name, my name. And it is very professional and perfect. And it saves me, you know, hours and hours and hours of time a month to to be able to respond to these business inquiries, because sometimes business inquiries happen. Sometimes it falls through, and this way I haven't wasted my sure. time talking to someone who I'm never going to be able to do business with. But and also, there is a loss. There is a loss yeah. in terms of intelligence. Like if you yeah. think about, think about the fact that if look look at my face, I don't know your phone number. I do not oh, know I your know phone, his number. phone number. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, like, like but seriously, like Good segue. Good segue. Thank you. Yes, that's the, no, but that's a skill we used to have. You'd go, oh, yep. Aunt Karen's number is three seven three four nine two five. Mom, you know, grandma's is two five four one one six. The number used to be eight one six three three one five seven four nine. I was hurt. I was hurt when Dad got rid of the home phone number. I was so sad. Yeah. The one that we'd had since we were kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, and show it too. But I mean, that that level of recall of num- of numbers and things. It's like, oh, we've outsourced that. You know what I mean? We've outsourced that to the things now. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. our first, phones I, I do that, right? Like I have so many people I could not call on the phone. I I could I wouldn't be I would be if there was an emergency at a loss. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like, true. Uh, I don't know your number. Uh, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, we do have a number, and it's 573-319-1586. You can text it anytime, night or day. Let us know what's on your mind. And Andy Opperman did just that. He texted in and said, so it's the, is the standard that we will only be able to write truly original thought? Question mark. Right. That would spell the absolute end of the Hallmark movie. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I honestly I compare this to when Wikipedia first came out. I remember I was in school. 
it was when we were like, okay, no more encyclopedias. Now we have Wikipedia, we have Google. Mm -hmm. And I remember teachers were so threatened by this Wikipedia thing. And they're like, Wikipedia is not a real source. You can't source it because people were trying to put it in their papers. Mm. But now I think people respect Wikipedia a lot more than they used to. Well, they go and they use the sources that are there cited in Wikipedia if they're mm -hmm. smart enough, right? But anyways, the only problem is a lot of Wikipedia because it's open source. Mm -hmm. Is you get you get brigaders that come malicious in, right? actors, yeah, malicious and malicious actors and and brigaders or memory holers, right? People that want to memory hole something out of someone's biography or their life story or their work. Or, I'll have or to check word. yours, Austin. Mine is terrible. <laughs> you can actually go and see the edit wars from my Wikipedia page. Um, if you go in, like they have all of the records of people fighting over my uh -huh. wiki page. And I had like two or three malicious actors of people who absolutely hated me. And initially they actually took the Wikipedia page. They were fighting to take my Wikipedia page down to say Austin is irrelevant. And uh, then they then they they were like, listen, this guy's getting quoted and 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 is making national news. He's he's relevant. So they they kept it up. But you can see like the hatefulness of the people who like despised me. And the way that that if you read like the wording, for example, this is actually kind of funny. Uh -huh. Where they said that I was living in 2016, they said Austin Peterson announced his presidential campaign where he was living behind a midtown quick trip. Oh, I uh, remember that. You can still People see got it. down on you about that. Yeah, you can still see it in my Wikipedia page. They made it sound like I was living in, like, in a dumpster behind Quick Trip. Even though they were in a nice apartment. Like literally, yeah, it was a nice apartment. Like it just so happened that there was a Quick Trip nearby and the reporter right. cited that. And so they use that. God right? forbid there's a gas station yes. to go to. I mean, Wikipedia they maybe would have liked you more yeah. if you lived on like Methadone Mile or something. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah like if you yeah. lived in a tent housing somewhere, they'd be like, oh my God, he rose from everything. No, right. there's no, no. It's just, it, honestly, there's what, what I realized <laughs> from my campaigns is that people pretend like they want to have a candidate that they want to have a beer with or something like that. But that is not mm -hmm. true. People want you to be rich and famous and cooler than they are and better they are. They want here, people want heroes. They, do. they don't yes. want, they don't want, like, people would praise me and be like, Austin, you're so easy to talk to when I get to know you and I get to meet you and all that kind of stuff. But for them, then the luster wears off, the excitement mm -hmm. wears off, right? right? The people actually don't want, like, I remember like people were like, oh, Josh Hawley, he's so handsome, you know, he's so good looking. And that's what people vote for. They vote for the, the six foot tall, handsome, and attractive he barely candidate. Says anything. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's better. So like, mm -hmm. it, just word of advice, if you are ever going to go run for office, don't be the cool guy shows up to every event. Be the too cool to show up to the events, aloof guy, and then just keep yourself a little bit away from the regular people because they'll be like, oh, he's so special. We need to put special people in power. Not people like us because we're all flawed and all that stuff. Anyways, remember, well, this we was always my thing with parties episode? in college. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steffi. We were watching this Crown episode where the Queen was talking about just this. And yeah. they were wanting to get rid of all of these positions in the palace that were not essential, like a, a swan, swan handler, yeah. all these things that like you would never need. But the Queen said, you know what? The reason why people like us is because we're magical. Yes. We're mysterious. We're who they wish they, they could want be. The magic. We need to keep these irrelevant roles in the yes. palace. Because that's what people want to see. It's the see. mystique. It's Cinderella's yes. castle. What were you going to well, say? Well, and that, that worked in our society when we had in the 20s and 30s and or in the mid 40s, the Hollywood studio system, because you had these Hollywood stars that were unreachable. I mean, in that way. And 
all of their image though and all of their life was controlled by the studio right so the you know and if they got into trouble or something the studio would come and clean it up but i mean the closest we've gotten to something like that in the united states is is the star system and the old hollywood star system of the 20s and 30s for sure yeah it's interesting our, our listeners who are tuning in right now all 600 of them what's up good morning hello nice to see so many of your bright shining smiling faces today love kit says you're handsome well thank you thank oh, you oh, yes <laughs> they, is that for just, me no oh. I think it's bo- but it must be it has to be both of us we do, i think it's you we do look alike so he yeah. said he says uh, now love kit they hate politicians like that that's why i liked you and trump you're mm. real and raw well thank you very much we appreciate that's that right. kind words Justin, we're running out of time here for your oh. segment. We've been monopolizing your time. Justin Peterson, my oh, brother, has got he has got a fire under his butt these days for his music career. He's really stepping up, stepping it up in regards to content creation. And he wants to share with you right now a little bit about what he's working on and his new Substack that he's revitalized. Tell us, Justin, what you're working on right now and where can we read more about your excellent work in music? Sure. I mean, what I'm doing is basically writing about, I'm a voice teacher, and I'm basically just writing about the history of uh, voice teaching, but not only that, like practical application in the, in the work that I do. So, I mean, in, in, it's very, you know, obviously it's very niche, but it's, it's working with people who are interested in singing, people who are wanting to get a little bit behind the scenes of how is this all done? Like, how do you, how do you work with singers? What do you do? Um, and I write, I'm, Talk about footnotes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have an article Substack coming out today, this morning at 10 a.m., uh, talking all about uh, the use of primal sound, which is like sounds that we make when we're like crying, when we're laughing, oh. that can be helpful in turning that into singing, uh, an approach to singing or an approach to how we make sound. Um, cool. And yeah, and so I'm hoping I'm, I, my schedule is to publish every Friday and uh, get really, I, my goal is I really want good content out there. Out there and, um, you know, uh, you can subscribe for free, but there's also paid memberships. There's things eight dollars a month, or you can support me. I think it's eighty dollars a year for the entire year, which is uh, you know, post a week, so fifty-two ish weeks of content. So yeah. So where and where is what is the address of your Substack, Justin? So yeah, my 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 website is Justin Peterson. It's spelled the same way as Austin's name, JustinPeterson.substack.com. You can find me there. There you go. Remember that S E N there, JustinPeterson.substack dot com follow him over there he will be joining us every friday at this time freedom family friday justin peterson joins me and stephanie at 8 a.m central time here on the wake up america show justin i think everybody loves your handsome face 620 people the numbers just keep climbing we appreciate you i hope somebody will do me a favor and drop justin's um justin maybe you'll have to do that over in the rumble chat make sure that that. you drop your sub stack over there so people can click that love you brother Love, Love you. you. Have a great Friday. Yeah, have a good Friday. Great Y'all weekend. be good now. Yep. We'll see you next week, Justin. Have a good one. Okay. Yeah, we'll be good. Bye. Yes, that was yeah. great. Don't we just love Justin on the show? We do. It's always fun to have Brother Petersons together there. So hope you guys appreciate that. And uh, yeah, definitely come back next week to hear, to hear from Justin again. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, we're going to play a little game, Stephanie. Uh, you and me. Game. I played it with Camelia yesterday and people really enjoyed it. I'm going to play it with you now. Oh, too. I don't think I saw it. I wasn't watching Good, that part. Yes. Uh-oh. So we're going to have a, have a fun time I'm here nervous. today. Uh-oh. It's going to be good. But before we do, since we've got such a big audience today, can we tell our audience about our awesome offerings at APForLibertyShop.com? Show them your beautiful phone case that you created. I created this phone case. It is a vintage Lady Liberty from a World War I propaganda poster. We have tons of other phone cases 
Austin has this beautiful retro gun and skull phone case. And also, I saw the sign. We have metal signs at AB for Liberty Show. <laughs> and uh, we actually have have somebody who just sent us the sign that they received in the mail. Oh, yeah, Neil. Neil. Yes. So Neil, our buddy Neil Struherrick, he bought a Molin, Molin Leve. Some people call it Molin Lob, which is, you know, come and take it. Mm -hmm. uh, he bought one. He customized an AR-15 metal sign. And it said it said Molin Love Love underneath it, right? With a, it, with a nice gun. What was that? An AR fifteen? Uh, yeah, an AR fifteen. Okay. And uh, he's going to get another one actually coming up soon. I know so. he liked it so much. He's like, you know what? I'm going to gift this one. Yeah, and I'm going to take another one for myself in Greek letters. And he's going to get the one in the original Greek, but yeah. custom patriotic metal signs. We have those. available at APforLibertyShop.com. Drinkware mugs, beer steins. We do not have Stanley cups. I'm sorry, guys. But we do have like coffee. Uh, what do you call those? Like coffee, coffee insulated mugs. tumblers. Yeah, insulated tumblers. You could just write Stanley on it. Nobody will know the difference. But I hope our audience will go and visit apforlibertyshop.com uh, by the end of the store. Get yourself an awesome custom metal sign. Maybe one of our delicious coffees. We've also got Javier Malay Afuera hoodies and products as well. Oh, absolutely. We have keychains. We 3D print Buddha's founding father Buddha's in our house. We 3D print uh, the Kildos are in our house. We've got a Trump toilet brush. Oh, we only have one left. I'm actually sending out one today. Yeah, one Trump toilet brush left. I yes. mean, we have something for everybody. Tons of t-shirts, tons of sweatshirts. We have swimsuits as you're getting ready for, you know, spring break season, right? People are planning their trips. So it is really fun to shop there. Donald Trump women's bikini. Look at that. Yes. What an awesome gift. And we even have, we have baby clothes, toddler clothes. It's called Tiny Patriots. It's our patriotic merchandise shop, exclusive products designed by me and Steffi at yes. ap4libertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four, ap4libertyshop.com. A lot of these items you're just going to laugh so hard at when you see them. So check them out over at AP, the number four, apforlibertyshop.com. What else, Steph? The newest item, which, which is, I'm really excited about, is, is jewelry. Oh, so yeah. I, I made an end the fed necklace. Mm -hmm. It's really quaint. It's, it's super cute. I'm going to be adding more... Liberty-oriented necklaces, possibly some founding father necklaces. Mm -hmm, so, very cool. So keep, keep watch for those. There you go. So, uh, Stephanie designed this End the Fed necklace. Great gift for Valentine's Day for any Liberty lover in your life. I go did. to AP number four, AP4LibertyShop.com. And we appreciate your guys' support. Helps us to grow our little Liberty business here through the Wake Up America show. Okay, cool. Uh, you ready to play the game, Stephanie? Okay, yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Ah. So I'll pick up where I left off yesterday. This is the rejected license plates. Missouri's rejected license plates. Okay. Uh, so Missouri rejected these vanity plates for 2023. I'm going to read off the letters and the numbers, Stephanie, and it's your job to guess what it was that they were trying to say. Okay, without looking at it. Without I just looking have to at it. Yes. put it in my so head. I'm gonna, okay. So I'm going to say it out loud letter by letter, number nine by number, and you have to guess what it is that they're saying. Now, in some cases, I have no idea. Okay. In others, um, you might guess and I don't know, or I might know and you you may be able to guess because looking at it, it makes it a little bit easier. It does. But you know, I'm going to read it out loud and you have to guess what okay. it is. These are rejected plates 
in Missouri. Are we ready to go? We're ready to play? I'm ready. Okay, this isn't as scary as I thought. I, I think I can do good at this. You guys yes. at home can play yes. the game as well. Uh, let's play a little game. Here we go. All right. So the, this one, is, we're going to start off hard as hell. This one's going to be really tough. Are okay. you ready? Uh-huh. I'm ready. Five, three, X, Y, A, F. Okay. Five, three, X, Five, Y, three, A, F. Five, three, X, Y, A, F. Okay. So as, as at the very end, X, Y would be like chromosomes. 53 X. Yeah. So picture the five, yeah. three, X, Y. Oh, so it's S, E, sexy, as. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Ryan says, I wonder if the one I tried to get is on there. If it got rejected, it's on the list. I wonder what yours said. Yes. I don't even know what my license plate is. It's just something jumbled. Yeah. Camelia says, did, did you guys hear Rand Paul's announcement? Yes, we talked about it earlier on the show, Camelia. Yes, Why isn't we, she listening to us entirely? Yes. It was 15 yes. minutes after yeah, it happened. It was breaking news. Old news at this point, Camelia. That's right. You're behind, That's the right. Behind, behind the curve. All right, next one, uh, Stephanie, you have to guess. F-C-K-B-C-H. Oop. Bish. <laughs> yes. Bish. Wow, these people love to swear. Yes, they do. All right, this is another easy one. 2-A-F-J-B. 2-A-F-J-B. You said this is easy? This is an easy one, yes. Really? Yes, we're playing a game where Steffi has to guess the rejected license plates, rejected vanity plates here in the state of Missouri. Um, Stephanie, two A, two A, F J B, G B. Um, this one should be easy. No, not at all. Come on, two A. I'm like Second Amendment. Uh, yeah, ding 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 ding. But S J B, Fujib, Fook. You took her Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. The first letter, yes. Two A, J B, J B. Just. B J B <laughs> two A. You said F J B. Yes. Book Jim. I have no idea. You're so close. You're so close. So it is Second Amendment. Yes, That's it the is first Second grade. Amendment. And then what's the next one? F Joe Biden. Yes, Stephanie. <laughs> she got it. Oh man. <laughs> Love Kid got it right before you did. Good job, oh, Love Kid. Nice job. All right. Yeah, we're playing the game. Rejected vanity plates. You have to guess what the vanity plate is trying to say from me reading the letters and the numbers. Okay, this one should be easy. F A N O 69. Fan of 69. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one, I don't know what it's trying to say. S M T A Z Z. Smart ass. Oh, good. Is that Stephanie? Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I, I guess I'm really good. Wow. This you is really smart... strengthening my brain yes. muscles. Here's another one I don't get. 4FX5AK. 4FX5AK. 4FX. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. Yes. When? Oh my gosh. That's good. Okay. Next one. Next one. BFFR. BF. Best friends forever. Yeah. No, but why would that can't be it? Because why would that get rejected? Best friends forever. BFFR. Yeah, I mean, because BFF is best friends forever. Let me think they're doing number four. BFFR. 
Right, unless it, it stands for something else. No, I don't get it. What do you guys think? BFFR. Beefer. Beffer? Beffer. BFFR. Fook, fook. We've got a long list of names of things to get through here. So, yeah, I don't. We'll just have to move on. This okay. one should be easy. FKMYEX. FK, fook, my ex. Yes. Oh. I feel bad for that person's ex, unless they were a really bad person. Yes. If you guys are enjoying the game here, do me a favor, click like and subscribe to the channel. I see the numbers are going up and hitting like 700. Regent, thank you. I used to love, I remember I used to go into chat rooms and I played this game called Scrambler and it was where they would put up these words and they were scrambled and then you had to figure out what word it was. Yes. So I, I do enjoy word games. This is kind of like that thing. Oh, uh -huh. um, David Lee says that it, the BFFR stands for butt. Oh, <laughs> well, well, you would know that, wouldn't you, David Lee? Yeah, I, I'm not into that. Yes. Oh. Or maybe maybe it was supposed to be beer. Uh, I think but why two Fs? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's a beef fooker. Maybe they're into bestiality. I don't know. All right. Know. Next one. E-L-N-G-R-O. L Negro. <laughs> Stephanie, no! Oh my gosh, is that oh, what that means? God. No, God, please, no, no, no! I hope not. All right, we're in trouble now. Next is one, that, shut down it, shut it down, shut down the screen. Is that really what it means? Uh, I have no idea. <gasps> uh, I think it's El Negro. Oh, okay, yeah. Still it's, same, same it's similar like, thing. Yeah, Spanish. Okay, next uh, next oh. one on the list. We're playing vanity plates, uh, and you guys are having to figure out what they're trying to say. Um, oh, CJ824, she looked it up on Urban Dictionary. She says, be king for real. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. It's just Never some heard sort that. of weird acronym that the children are using nowadays. Yeah, I guess. Okay, this one, I have no clue. Z-T-T-T. -T Z-T-T-T. Z-D. They like ZD. ZDTD. They like ZDTDs. They like ZDTDs. Z ZTTs. ZDTDs. They have Zs on their TDs. ZDTD. I have no idea what ZTTT is. Next one. Um, I think I know what it's saying, but it's a little different. Okay, this is Z. Um, Z. No, hold on. M I L T F two. Milt two. So it's M like a mother I'd like to F. Mother I'd like to F, right? Yes, I think the that's T what... stands for two F two. Mother I'd like to F two. Man, I'd like to Man, I'd like to F two. Man, I'd like to F two. I don't know. Next one should be this looks looks a little bit easier. L O V dash D L F. Love Dolf Dolf. Love, L-O-V-D-L-F. Love is the first one. Yes, love. Dilf. Dilf. What is dilf? What is a dilf? A dilf. There's a milf and a dilf. Oh, dads I like to have. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. You don't talk about dilfs very much. No, it does happen. Okay, next one on the list here is Z-Zero-H- S H T. Zo shit. Z O zero. Zero shit. Yes. 
Yes. We take zero shit. Yeah. Uh, next one. F-U dash O-P-E-C. F-U. Fuck you. O- O-P-E-C. Mm-hmm. O-P-E-C. OPEC. What is an OPEC? It's the uh, Arab oil exchange oh, that competes gosh. with the United States. So, yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one here. FJB 7-Eleven. Uh, FJB. Oh, Fook Joe Biden. 7-Eleven? Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess. It must like 7-Eleven. Um, I'm glad they didn't rate 9-11. That would be, they're probably a conspiracy theorist. 7-Eleven was a part-time <laughs> job. S-T-H-U-P. S-T-H-U-P. Shut the hell up. Yeah, shut the hell up. Good, Stephanie. Good. Stoop. 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 Or maybe stoop. Stoop. Which means to, sh- which means to F. Oh, yes. stooping. She, we've caught stooping, yeah? I, that's, that's being really intolerant of German people. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're trying to speak. Stoop. Yes. Stooping. All right. Next is NTR 100. Nutter. Nutter 100. N- NTR 100. Notario. Not. Ryu. Hmm. Not. Notario. I don't know. Do you know this one? I have no clue. NTR. Not. Not real 100. Not re. I don't know. Not real. NTR 100. Huh. NTR 100. Does anybody in the chat have any guesses? What is NTR 100? I don't know. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know. I can't it doesn't visit. sound inappropriate in any way to no, me. No, no, I have no clue. Yeah. I, I mean, whoever, you know, figures these things out is pretty smart. Imagine the person at the DMV or wherever they are. trying to figure out what these plan vanity right. places really are. Next is M-O-Z-H-O-E. Mo-hoes. Mo-ho. 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 Either she's Mo-ho or she wants Mo-hoes. Or she's a Mo-ho. I have no idea what a Mo-ho. Maybe that's something that I don't know. Next one. Mosey-ho. 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 I have no clue. Okay. Next one. Um, This one's fun. D-S-Z-N-T-S. D-S-Z designs. N-T-S. These nuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Design nuts. Yes. For those who are just tuning in right now to the Wake Up America show, good morning. We're playing the license plate game. Yeah. I'm Austin Peterson. It's my wife, Stephanie Peterson. Yes. Do us a favor. Click like to the channel and subscribe. We do stream live every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 Central Time. Fridays is Freedom Family Friday when my wife and my brother join us on the show and we like to goof around a little bit towards the end and have a little bit of fun. So make sure that you subscribe and come back on Monday. We'll be back to our original political reporting then. Uh, Next is T-H-I-C-C slash D. Thick. Duke. (laughs) Yes. Or D. Deke. We were just watching about the old TV network. The old cartoon network. Yeah, Deke. Deke. Like we always laughed as kids because like Deke is a funny way of it's a French way of saying Deke. It's like why do they want it to be thick? You know, women are always like size matters. Stephanie, let's not talk about this. Okay. Okay. M F W A G N. Mother Fukin. M A G N, you said? Mother Fukin magician? Met W A G N. Oh, Mother Fukin Wagon. Yes. They must be driving in a G-Wagon. Yep. A-S-S. That's a rich person. No, yeah, good job on that. Okay. 
Next is A S S C U M. Ass cum. Do not come. Do not. That's probably Kamala Harris's come. entry right I'm there. Gonna... She's like, do not come. Yeah, we're going to lose some audience members to this because it is some nasty stuff, but it's the yeah. Missouri license well, plates that were rejected. I'm trying to make it as friendly as possible with she how is, I'm pronouncing the words. But just FYI, it's PG 13 and rated R from now on. Okay. Yes. Next, B A D A S B. Bad ass B. You know, the funny thing is, when I was a kid, my mother hated us using the B word. And so mm -hmm. I always would go around just being like B word. But now as an adult, I say B. Mm -hmm. So uh, I still feel weird saying it. Stephanie, we got a little announcement to make an exciting little development for you here. What? We just sold our very first and the Fed necklace. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations, Stephanie. Thank you. I worked so hard on that. I, I really, I really believe in in my idea of of starting a jewelry line because I know that when I would buy lots of Liberty stuff, I was looking for Liberty jewelry and I couldn't find it anywhere. Yep, for sure. She also got an FDR sucked tee, armed and comfy seat covers. Oh my god! And an Aloha to Arms retro neon cell phone case. That's yeah, yours. yeah. That's yours. I know. Show. she was for sure yes oh, thank you very thank much you. we appreciate you here's the cool thing so she's a monthly subscriber so she got a 20 percent discount on that she saved a lot of money I'm so happy to hear this when i get home i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure everything gets shipped out we're yep. gonna get it to you real soon absolutely thank you for that and remember if you are a monthly subscriber to the show you can save a lot of money on our awesome liberty merch products at apforlibertyshop.com so what are you waiting for today's a great day Become a monthly subscriber either here at Rumble or at wakeupamericashow.com slash support. And you too can save a whole bunch of money on awesome products from our store. Uh, we're playing the uh, licensed trivia game right now as we head into the final minutes of the Wake Up America show. Um, next one, Stephanie, for you to guess is F-U-K-A-T-F. Um, Fuck ATF. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you'd be allowed to do like AP for Liberty kind of thing. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and the last one here, Stephanie, before we go is, and I think you're going to get this pretty quick. D-N-T-C-U-M. Don't come. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie. Good job. Yeah. Wow. So they probably are making fun of Kamala. <laughs> do not come. Do, do not, not come. All right, oh, Stephanie. Yeah, those were good. That was a good game. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Play with your grandma to help her with her memory issues. No, no don't play that with your grandma. Spoiled vanity plates that did not get past here in the state of Missouri. Thanks so much for tuning into the Wake Up America show. We appreciate you. Without you, none of this happens. Thank you. I hope you'll like and subscribe before you leave, because I know for hundreds of you, you're watching us for the very first time and you're like, well, this is a really odd couple here, but I like it. If you like it weird and you like it liberty, you're in the right place. The Wake Up America show streams live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Stephanie Peterson, tell them about AP for Liberty Shop one more time before we go. AP for Liberty Shop. Have you been there? You must exit through the gift shop on yes. your way out. It is to your left. We sell coffee. We sell drinkware. We sell cell phone cases we sell jewelry 3d printed buddhas we have something for everybody custom metal signs you can get guns on the signs you can make him say whatever you want you can put do not coom on your sign <laughs> yeah exactly so many we'll, great things. We'll, print, we'll print a custom metal sign for you that says oh, d-n-t-c-u-m yeah. there yeah, you go we have no limits to the words we will put we will put any of those 
license plate words on our signs. For sure. Quest Fanning, Clementine, a.k.a. Diog, Will Run Riot, Bitchmobile, David Lee, Cl uh, Love Kit, uh, uh, C Jade, eight two four, Horatius one four eight, Camelia Peterson, Tolly, uh, nineteen eighty two. Uh, who else we got? Who else we got here? KV Andy, and many, many others. Glowcast was here. He had the, a lot of them had yep. to leave. KV yep. Andy, we appreciate you guys. There was like Lil Kit or something. Lil Kit Love Cat, Kit, something. Love Kit here was yes. joining us on the show today. All 609 of you, thank you very much. Please do click like before you leave and subscribe. Like it, he like. Like it, he like. Lickety lick the like button. George always says lickety lick. So we say lickety like. We'll see you guys on Monday. Say goodbye, Steph. Oh, be free. Love you guys. We'll see you on Monday on the Wake Up America show at Wake Up America. America Show dot com.